This episode is sponsored by our friends at Fujifilm North America. Their X-Series digital cameras and lenses may just give you that creative edge you're looking for in your portraits and events. You'll find everything from 40 megapixel image quality to 40 frames per second bursts, plus unique in-camera film simulation modes and effortless usability. Click the link in the episode description to find the full range. There has never been a better time to invest in your passion, so make sure to click the link. Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. This is the Portrait System Podcast, a show that helps portrait photographers and people hoping to become one navigate the world of photography, business, money, and so much more. We totally keep it real. We share stories about the incredible ups and the very difficult downs when running a photography business. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and the point of this podcast is for you to learn actionable steps that you can take to grow your own business and also to feel inspired and empowered by the stories you hear. Hey there, today's episode is a clubhouse chat with Ashley Taylor and Kevin Conde, and their guest this week was Emily Drew with Emily Pearl Photography. She is a portrait and boudoir photographer, and she talks all about her journey, how she found Sue Bright's education, how she conquered her blocks, and you might recognize her voice and her name because she was previously featured on part three of the $1,000 sale bonus episode. So it was really cool to hear more about Emily, and I hope you enjoy. Welcome, everyone, to the Portrait System Podcast, Clubhouse Edition. The Portrait System Podcast is hosted by our fabulous Nikki Klosser, where she interviews other photographers, and they talk about the different challenges that photographers might face as they go through their portrait business journey. You can catch those episodes every Monday on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever your favorite podcasts are sold. Our Clubhouse Edition is recorded every Friday and uploaded on Thursday the following week, so if you miss one of these, don't worry, they'll be available for you to listen to. During this session, we'll open up the conversation for questions around the halfway point. So if you have any, please write them down so you have them ready. Uh, for anyone new uh, to Clubhouse, since we do have Android users, uh, you'll just hit the little hand icon on the bottom right corner of your screen. And we'll bring you up on stage and you, we'll have you state your name and your question. I am your host, Kevin Conde. I am the lead moderator for the 90 Day Challenge with the Sue Bryce Education Facebook group. My co-host, once again, is Ashley Taylor, Santa Barbara-based portrait photographer and one of the SBE supporters slash mentors. How are you doing this fine Friday, Ashley? Hey, Kevin. I'm good. I'm so excited to be here, Coach, hosting our chat again today with you. And I am so excited to introduce our guest for today, Emily Drew of Emily Pearl Photography. And Emily is a portrait and boudoir photographer based out of Utah. And she was featured on an episode of the Portrait System podcast. It's the part three episode of the My First $1,000 Sale kind of series of episodes. Um, and we wanted to bring her on today to learn more about her journey with the SBE business model and SBE pricing and how she's conquering her blocks around sales. And of course, just learn more about how she's making her business a success. So welcome, Emily. Thanks so much, Ashley and Kevin. I'm so excited to be here. We're, we're excited to have you here as well. So as Ashley said, we did hear about your uh, first $1,000 sale uh, on the on the Portraitism podcast. And we're going to go a little bit deeper on what it is that you were gone through since then and, you know, just how your business model works and, you know, all the fun things like that. I love yes. it. Yes. <laughs> so, um... Emily, just to dive right in, um, I wanted you to kind of to walk us through it. So in the podcast episode, you discuss how you previously had only had one other client for boudoir before this, I think it was about a $1,200 sale in the SBE business model. And that client was the one who referred you to this $1,200 sale client. So I'm just curious, like, had you been shoot and burn before? How long had you been in your business before you discovered the SBE business model and in-person sales? Um, so I've been a photographer for over a decade, professionally speaking. 
you know, I've been um, into photography since junior high, technically. Um, <laughs> but oh, I wow. had, I've been shooting burn forever. Like I, before I had kids, I was working other retail jobs because it was kind of my side hustle because you want to guess how much I was charging? <laughs> uh, was it like a hundred dollars? I'm oh, yeah. so low. I was $150 for seven Ooh. years for everything. Oh my gosh. And I shot everything, weddings, newborns, families, like everything. Wait, and how much did you charge for a wedding? I'm sure you didn't well, a wedding, a I think it was about $800 for a wedding is what I usually okay. was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my my <laughs> highest price wedding was $1,200 and I was just like having a panic attack that I was charging that much. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so like, for a wedding. Full day event. Plus bridles and engagements. It was crazy. So, <laughs> um, That's a, f- a full day yeah. for not a lot of money. <laughs> so I, um, I kind of debated going back to school and then I started having babies and I had two babies, went back to school. I was like, you know what? I need to set myself apart from all the other photographers. I mean, I'm sure this is in a lot of areas, but in Utah, there is the plethora of bird photographers. And I was like, you know what? What if I just go back to school and learn studio lighting? So I signed up my first day back. I found out I was pregnant oh. <laughs> with my third oh, wow. baby. <laughs> and I have difficult pregnancies. So I went for one semester and kind of took a hiatus again. And then when she was about a year and a half, I went back to finish. I only had two semesters left. And luckily, I was able to specialize. So when I went mm. back, I learned like studio lighting and business and um just things like uh, advanced Photoshop, things like that. But then I graduated and I had no idea. I was in the exact same boat as I'd been before I went back to school, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no idea. And luckily, this is when I think one of my other photographer friends introduced me to Sue just in time. It still took me about a year to take the leap, though. <laughs> w- was this at a uh, like a local community college that you're going going to school for? Uh, yeah, a local university. They oh, had gotcha. a great photography program, and I'm really glad I went. I learned a lot of great things, but I still didn't know how to make money. So that was that they was taught, kind of crucial. <laughs> they taught you the the photography aspect of it, but they never taught you how to actually run a business. Exactly. And they never taught anything about like posing, which was crazy to me. Like I realized the gaps in my knowledge that they never even discussed were huge. Like I did have one really great class that kind of talked about different aspects of how you could make money, but it was one class, you know, once a week on a different topic. So we never really delved deep, delved deep enough to get into the nitty gritty of a business. Right. Yeah. And when did you discuss, so like, what year was it that you discovered Sue? Uh, it was three years. So I graduated three years ago. So what is that? 2018. And I discovered her like that summer. And okay. I remember going to my first, there was a meetup here in Utah of in-person sales photographers. And many of them followed Sue Bryce. And I remember I was like, you know what? These women are incredible. And they're supposed to be men. I don't think any men showed up, but um, <laughs> I was so sick getting ready to go to that meeting. Like it was the scariest thing I've ever done because these women were making like thousands of dollars a sale. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, how are they doing that? <laughs> so was so this everyone telling you, yeah, this is the way to go about it. Oh yeah. Oh, it was such a supportive group. It was incredible. Like I've met some really great friends um, just from that meeting. And again, like solidifying like, Sue's model like really works and she has all of the support that you need to really take that leap like it's incredible what gave you the courage like I know you just said Sue gives you everything you need but (laughs) it still takes it does still take the courage to say I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and try this out so what do you think like shifted in you that you were able to just change everything and was it a slow process was it a rip the band-aid off process kind of walk me through it <laughs> oh kind of both like I feel like it took me a while of just like listening and absorbing and like being washed in the information before I was even like maybe this is something I could do and then I started meeting with other photographers who were successful and just picking their brain and having them tell me things over and over and give me kind of a step-by-step guidance you know, and seeing others that had started um, to think about doing IPS at the same time as me really and were successful, just that they'd taken the jump and were 
making it successful was huge. And then I finally decided, I'm like, okay, I need a mentor. So I found um, a local photographer, Stephanie Bagley is amazing. She's another Subie. And I messaged her and I'm like, do you need an assistant? I just, I need someone that I can shadow, that I can learn from. I'll assist for free if you train me type of thing. And she (laughs) took me under her wing and helped give me the courage. And it still took me about six months. Oh, maybe it was less, maybe it was four or five months. And that's when those first boudoir clients happened. So I started shooting, building my portfolio in January out of my living room. You know, I diffused my, diffused my window, got all the furniture out, had like, I had black paper that I taped into the corner, like a V flat. (laughs) Oh, cool. That's smart. (laughs) I had some really inexpensive lights that I was trying to figure out how to use from, you know, the equipment at school was so different from these lights. So trying to figure out what I'd learned and apply it and then watching and listening to all the videos on Superbrice Education, like, but it came together. So I started building a portfolio. My first boudoir client, I had a friend and she was like, I have a friend that would love to try boudoir, just try it out. So we tried it out. It was an incredible session. She loved her images. I think she spent like $300 and she's like, I have another friend who wants to do it. And, you know, and I kind of talked about this, um, in my previous podcast, um, interview, but, um, she was totally on board to try. And I told her my pricing and she's like, I can't do that right now. But you know, um, and I was, she's like, I'm a single mom, my boyfriend's in the military, all this stuff. I was like, Oh, it's fine. Like, I'll just give you a deal. If you try out some new poses for me. Right. (laughs) So when she came for her reveal, I had printed out all of the images and done a reveal wall. And when she saw the images, she just started to cry because she hadn't seen herself in that light. She said, you know, she told me a little bit later, she's like, I feel worthy again. Like you are worth every penny. And she paid the full price of, you know, I only charged her for my bottom package price and gave her a few more images than that. Cause I was just so like, I was almost yeah. in shock that like people saw the value of what I did and were willing to pay me for that. Yeah, that's amazing. That, it's that's the best cool. feeling. <laughs> when you first, it really is. <laughs> when you first experience and then it's like, it could be that easy, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doing so, something you love. <laughs> so when you did this, how what, what was involved? Um, a lot of the photographers in Superbrite's community, they have uh, hair and makeup done. Is that something that you, you involved? Did, was that going on? Um, did yes, you have yes. outfits going on or did they bring that in or how did that go about? You know, when I very first started, they brought their outfits um, and I would trade um, budding hair and makeup artists to come do their hair and makeup to practice. So I'd trade like a photo shoot with them to get a, a session or two of hair and makeup for another another client or model to practice. And I did I did makeup on a few people. Um, I, I remember one, I think I did my sister and I just used hot rollers to curl her hair. Cause I'm terrible at hair, <laughs> but it worked. <laughs> um, awesome. and then I started to, um, that summer, I guess I can just tell you guys kind of what happened the rest of that summer. Cause I mean, this was my first, you know, my first foray into all of this. Um, so I started gifting people vouchers. Um, to come in. My husband uh, is fairly influential and knows a lot of people. So he's like, I have, you know, like 10 women that would be awesome that I've talked to that are interested in shooting for you. So what I did is I would call them up and talk to them, tell them about the process, tell them my pricing. And I said, since, you know, this is something new for me, I will gift you the session as well as a $600 voucher towards your images. So I essentially meant they could get my bottom package was $1,200 for six images they could get that for $600. Um, so, you know, that got me started and like saying my full pricing that whole summer. And, you know, it was hit and miss. I had some people that would buy images and even a middle or top package. And then I had the clever idea. I would go present at networking meetings or go and like, you know, make new friends, start making relationships. And, Mm -hmm. um, 
I found a networking group that was all moms. And I was like, oh, perfect. This is exactly what I need to do. <laughs> You hit the jackpot. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I was so excited. And they were having a big birthday um, event because they just turned one or two or something like that. And I was like, I'm going to give like five of these vouchers out. It's going to be great. And I had my first four no sales in a row. And oh, <laughs> how did that feel? Because I would imagine that that feels yeah. actually, I, it was crazy. <laughs> so, um, that $600 credit that I'd offered people could buy them two images, right? Okay. Yeah. So, cause you know, learn from my mistakes. Anyone that is interested in trying that method only allow that voucher to be used towards a package. <laughs> okay. Or that's, maybe that's a good idea. Say, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, or like half off an image instead, or they could use yeah. the whole yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry. I've so people just myself. like walked away with the two images. It wasn't yeah. that they were unhappy. They just were like, oh, sweet, yeah. I get they two like, images. They were like, I can't afford that. And I realized like these are all moms in their 20s, which I quickly found out is not my demographic at all. <laughs> yeah. Because here in Utah, um, women tend to get married really young and start having babies really young. Yeah. Um, which is totally fine. But it also means that you're in that like you know, you're focused on your kids and you might not have any money and all of that phase of life. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is fine. I was happy. I was happy that they, they all love the experience. They all love their images, you know, and they were like, I wish I could buy more, but can't afford it type of thing, you know, and it could have been a combination of maybe I could have photographed them differently in a way they would have liked even more, but, um, I was still learning, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, all these sessions that you, you had given out, what type of sessions were they? Were they branding? Were they all boudoir? Um, most of them were just basically beauty or glam sessions. So I did have a collection of dresses. at. So I was um, renting Stephanie's studio. I would just rent it, you know, several hours a week is kind of the deal we'd worked out. Um, and she had a bunch of dresses available. So I'd convinced them, you know, in their consultation, I'd have them go through my wardrobe and kind of picked out the ones that they liked and then talk to them and figure out like some of them were a little bit branding. Some of them did add on boudoir. Um, a couple of them did bring in like their kids or families for one or two shots. So it was, but mostly focused on a portrait session, like a beauty portrait session mm-hmm. was, was a lot of them, honestly. And did you get pushback? Because I know this is something that gets talked about in the members only group a lot. It's very common question where people say, what do you say when people say, I don't need that many images? And I'm just wondering, did you get a lot of pushback on um, people thinking, you know, especially if they were only taking the two in the voucher, that they didn't need a lot of images? Yeah, I think that was the mindset with those younger moms. But anyone that wasn't in that demographic that was a little bit older, I really didn't get that question a lot because they tended to love their images. You know, and I would kind of talk to them about, you know, we're all on social media, being able to refresh their content um, Mm -hmm. and even and even talking to them and telling them this is for you. It doesn't have to be for anyone else. You don't even have to put them on the wall if you just pull them out once in a while and help them. These images remind you of who you really are and how incredible you are and all the amazing things you're doing, the important, the importance of your own talents and purpose and passion. You know, that's what the images are a reminder of. And typically if I tell them something like that, which is, you know, definitely something I believe, um, it helps them it helps give them permission to get more images. Yeah. Um, but I also try to make it, and it depends on personality, I found out. There's some people that are very methodical and analytical that I have to kind of step through how they can use the images for them to feel good about spending the money. Um, yeah. But most people, if they're emotional um, and they can see um, the image and it reminds them of um, and empowers them of themselves, then there's no problem with them wanting to get more. So, yeah. 
And what is your um, average sale now, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, $2,500 is where I'm at. Oh my gosh. So that's yeah. an amazing about face from $150 <laughs> for everything. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm actually raising my prices at the beginning yes. of June. <laughs> awesome. What are you raising them to? Like, let, talk me through that change. Um, so I just finished my 40 over 40 project and I did the gallery on Friday and it was life changing for me. Yeah. (laughs) So when you say the gallery, do you mean like a show, like a gallery show where people, um, came to a setting where you had all the pictures up or was it your studio or where did they go? I just got a new studio about a month ago. So, but it's a big warehouse space. So I was able to do the gallery there. And what I, and maybe I'm a little crazy, (laughs) Um, but I gave everyone um, 16 by 24 metal images as part of the, um, as part of being in the project. That was their gift for me. So I printed all of these metal prints and now they'll come get them now that the gallery's over. Um, Okay. But I was able to put up all 40 images on the walls. And we had a big gala party to celebrate. You know, we had food and drinks. I actually went on the news last week to announce it. Um, and we had a great turnout. It was incredible. And I actually made a magazine with all of their stories. And, oh, cool. Oh, this one's kind of cool. And I did a CR code with all of their stories at the beginning of the gallery. So people could look at the stories on their phone as they oh. walked through and oh, saw all of the images. That's super nifty. Yeah, it's like something to share that might be helpful to someone else out there. Um, that was total inspiration because we'd printed out the stories, but they didn't look very good and they were hard to read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> Everyone has a phone. <laughs> That's really cool. Was there an app that you used to do that or how do you like do that? Um, actually, I had my assistant help. So <laughs> she okay. that one. But I'm pretty sure you can just get a QR code and link it to any link that you want. So you could put it as a blog on your website, oh. you could put it in some other, you know, on some other app or website, I'm sure, and link to it. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's really cool. That makes it feel like an art museum or like yeah. a mm, fancy. That's really cool. <laughs> and I made everyone dress up. So it was fun. So, so even in COVID times, you were able to have an event. I'm sure, you know, I know it varies region to region what people can do, but I know right. restrictions are really lifting. So you still had good turnout and everything. I did. Yeah. And it was, you know, if people wanted to wear masks and social social distance, I left that up to them. But Utah, the mandates have been lifted. Okay. So it's a business to business decision. So, and most of the people I photographed were excited to be out and about and Featured. bring their family oh. and friends. So cool. Yeah. And did you, so since it was at your studio, I'm assuming like there, it was a free event. It wasn't, was it ticketed or? It was a free event. If I did it again, I for sure would do a ticketed event and make it really fancy with like a catered dinner, uh, maybe even supporting like a charity or nonprofit. Um, I, yeah, next time I would do a ticketed event for sure. Is the reason that you would do it ticketed just so you could pay to make it more upscale or is it to cover your costs of like doing the event? Because I would imagine that doing an event like that is quite expensive. Yeah, it was really expensive. <laughs> just thinking about just the, the prints themselves. It's like, yeah. you know, 40 of them. Yeah, exactly. They're beautiful. I got them through Bay. They are beautiful prints. But yes, it was, you know. I only charged $300 to participate in the project, but that didn't really cover the print and the hair and makeup and all the other costs associated. I mean, granted. Tickets would help out. Yeah, exactly. And, and I'm next time I would probably raise the participation fee and, you know, along with raising my prices and everyone, honestly, this, uh, doing a 40 over 40 was great for my business. Like, um, everyone bought at least a few images, if not a package. So, I was going to say is like, you have the, obviously you said the 300 to be involved in the project. How, how were the sales, you know, how much sales were you getting afterwards with this project? Um, You know what? I'm, I still need to go through and add it up. And I actually am still finishing up reveals for about eight of them because I shot it. So last minute, that's another thing I learned. (laughs) Um, I finished shooting it two weeks before the gallery. Oh, wow. I, I had to have you know, I sent them a few images to pick their 40 over 40 image from, and I had to get them edited into the printers and get the magazine 
put together all within just a couple days. So I don't oh, wow. that. Yeah, that sounds like, like a whirlwind. <laughs> it was crazy. I'm still recovering. <laughs> Well, it was a week ago, right? Um, but I would recommend having like three months between your last shoot and your event if you do an event. So, and then yeah. um, at the event, did you have like a incentive to for the people to book a session, or how did you use the event to your advantage? I did. So I had um, I had some little vouchers off of images, so they would still pay for a session fee that people could take. That's the thing. I would have had someone manning a like sales table for me. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't have anyone actually manning that. So I had several people sign up for the waiting list. I will start the 40 over 40 again in the fall. So it's about half the waiting list is about half full right now. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. So I think that'll be great. There's definitely a lot of buzz around it. Um, it definitely, it definitely helped, but I would have someone actively talking to people and maybe do like a little more incentive, um, to book like that night at the event. Um, then I, did. Yeah. I had some, but I don't know that anyone understood what it was because no one was talking about it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like having a sales assistant or someone who could yeah. walk around the event and mingle kind of doing that for you. Cause obviously yeah. you're busy with probably welcoming everyone. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's really cool though. That's really inspiring. Do you mind giving people like a ballpark of what an event like that would cost, especially because I'm sure it was even cheaper for you since you didn't have to rent a location to have it. I'm sure people would love to have that kind of guesstimate. Let's see. I think I probably ended up spending about 6,000 all in all. And I got some discounts and friends helped with event planning and different things like that. But yeah, it was, it was, you know, a chunk. So, (laughs) but that's prints and everything, right? That's not, yeah. um, just the the event. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that was, you know, we had like, uh, food, not full food, but like charcuterie trays and little appetizer type things. And we had a Mm. soda bar, um, and we had, I mean, if you had alcohol, it'd probably be more expensive. I hired a few people to take video and photos of the event. I even hired like a fancy photo booth. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so wow. People, yeah. So people had something like kind of fun to commemorate um, the night. Um, I had a red carpet in front of the images. Like I kind of, I'm kind of fancy, you guys. I went all out. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, <laughs> Emily, we do have a question from Amber. So Amber, if you can unmute yourself, I'd love for you to be able to ask Emily your question. Uh, thanks, thanks, Ashley. Did you sell the photos that you had printed to your clients? So that's actually what I included in their participation fee for the project was that oh, okay. metal print. So again, something I would probably do differently next time. Um, I think I would offer them a product credit instead of mm-hmm. determining what they got with the credit and then deciding whatever I wanted to do for the gallery for myself. That's that's a great idea. My last question is, do you have any idea of how many leads you were able to generate from people coming to the show and looking for new clients? Oh, it was a lot. Like there was a lot of buzz. A lot of women brought their friends that were 40 plus and they were all talking about signing up and having a session with me. And it was, and um, the project, I was able to go on the news and talk about it the, the week of, um, which also also generated leads. Like this has been the number one thing I've done for my business, for sure. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you so much, Amber. Thanks, Amber. And yeah, I know Kevin just said this, but if anyone has questions, we're at the halfway point. So Uh, feel free to raise your hand. We are chatting with Emily Drew of Emily Pearl Photography. It looks like Kate has a question. So, Oh, Oh, hi. Sorry. First time I've ever spoken live. I'm sitting in the dark editing my pictures from today. (laughs) I hear you. I'm hiding in my closet so you can't hear my kids. (laughs) My cheeks have just gone really hot and red. But anyway, listen, um, I'm Kate and I'm from the United Kingdom. I am doing my second round of the 90 day challenge and feeling pretty fantastic today. Oh, that's um, great to 
I know. I did a I did a personal branding session today, and it was absolutely wonderful. And I'm about to ask some questions about doing. Okay, so I was just wondering how many hours of the forty over forty were you giving each client to make it worth? Like, a, I know that it's. I just kind of the penny has now dropped that it's all about introducing your business to the world, and that's a really wonderful way of marketing but i'm just thinking like today i did this personal branding shoot and it was kind of like three hours once the makeup was done and i was just thinking when it's kind of on your buck kind of thing how many hours would you say each client is welcome to enjoy um so normally um hair and makeup takes between an hour and a half to two hours for for my artists that i use and then i normally shoot between an hour and a half to two hours per client yeah. Um, so what that typically looks like that I tell them, then this is something I've learned along the way too, is that's about four to five outfits. So I definitely had a few that kind of um, took advantage before I set up that rule and the shoots would be, you know, five hours long. <laughs> so I had some learning to do um, to help streamline it and make sure I am helping them decide how they want to be photographed in the consultation and really like maybe even slimming down their outfit choices before the shoot. So we know what we're going to be photographing. Um, But yes, kind of on my dime, but at the same time, like something Sue always says is you just treat each client like they're your best, most amazing client. And it definitely like, Uh, Yeah, it definitely pays off. I feel like I made 40 brand new friends and they're all incredible and they all just, you know, they're all champions for me and my, my business. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I like the idea that it shouldn't be anything different than what you would, you should give every, but you know, treat your neighbor like you treat yourself. You treat, you treat the 40 by 40 like you do the, you know, the, the best clients that you'll have tomorrow kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, and I would tell them that, yes, they get their complimentary image with the session fee. They get the session fee included. And I tell them, you know, I take the pressure off. I make sure they understand my starting prices. They definitely get a full pricing menu with their welcome email um, or in person. Um, But I tell them, like, there's no pressure to buy more, but kind of that thing. But you'll probably want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so are you, you know, saying that you don't, you, you don't even charge off. a session fee? So it's a $300, it was for this round, a $300 session fee to participate. Yes. Um, which is much cheaper, you know, yeah. for the metal print. It was. It ended up being like a $950 value all in all yeah. just for the session fee. Amazing. Very good. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Thank Kate. You, Kate. Okay. So, Emily, you did you just said something in there um, that you had uh, when people would come in, she you would have their friends come along, and they would also be interested in in the forty over forty campaign that you were having. And were you signing them up, like saying, "Sorry, the this is you know I already have my forty, or were you were you adding them to the list, or for the next round of your forty over forty campaign? Or how is that working out with them? Yeah, like once I filled up my session and there was another photographer, I can't remember who it was. So my mom was number 41 and I love that idea. So my mom was number 41. But after I hit that limit, I actually changed my landing page and I put a waiting list at the top and I said, this round is full, sign up for our next round starting in the fall. So, and I would direct anyone I talked to after I'd filled the project to the waiting list to sign up. Perfect. I How love that. That's that super smart. Up? Yeah. Cause I didn't, you know, I didn't, I kind of needed to give myself a deadline to make sure things got photographed and done. And <laughs> gotcha. Now, how quickly did the first round fill up and did the second one fill up before the first one even finished or were you still going even after that? Okay. So it's been, it's been crazy. So I actually announced that I was going to be doing this, the 40 over 40, um, the week the pandemic hit in March last year. Right. Oh, fun. And so <laughs> I'd had I'd had a handful of people that I'd talked to at networking events that had already basically signed up to do it. Um, so we pushed off their shoots. I think I shot my first one like the last couple of days of May. 
But I went through and looked a couple weeks ago, and I was only photographing two or three a month until um, February. And then I shot probably a little more than half the project over two months' time. So it was, <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> it was wow. very backloaded. I mean, it was kind of fun because it made sure, like, it helped me really get in the groove. The last two weeks, I actually had shoots basically every day um, to finish up the project. Yeah. So it was good because it taught me what I'm capable of. It also was clarifying for what I never want to do again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, I definitely learned a lot. So it took some time. So I had it, oh... I probably had it about a third full from like my initial marketing push, even with pandemic craziness, right? But then I um, probably the next third filled up just from referrals from that first third. Um, And then I started really doing online marketing pushes, not necessarily with ads, but um, having people excuse me, having people post about it and putting it on my social media pages and like making sure I was responding to comments and sending information and um, asking people that had done it to refer me and to actually, this is a good key to nominate other people for the project. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that definitely helped when someone was actually nominated and then they could go sign up on the landing page um, from there after I gave them the initial information. Um, and they wanted to do it. So, um, and did you, yeah, I know it, you mentioned, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, did, to clarify, did you run ads at all or was it all just organic? <laughs> I tried once and I got, I don't think I got any leads. No, I got none, no leads from that. So something I need to learn more about. <laughs> did you do a Facebook ad or what kind of, it was, a, it was a Facebook ad. Okay. And I think I ran it for about two weeks and when there was just nothing, it was, you know, I just started trying to actually like build relationships with people and talk about it one-on-one. So that seems to work better for me usually. That's amazing <laughs> though. I mean, organic is the most cost-effective way right, to market. <laughs> so it is, but it also is, takes a lot of time, but yes. it's, it's worth it because I'd rather build the relationships, but it's getting to the point, I don't know, maybe this is a tangent, but I need a real assistant that can help me full time now and like start to really build a team at this point. So like someone to help you when you say assistant, you mean someone to do the sales call or what is your like dream for that role? Like what would they take over? Um, They would take over a lot of the back end stuff. I'm well, as most of you probably are very creative and not very organized. (laughs) So back-end stuff, scheduling things, maybe doing some initial calls. I still prefer to do like consultations um, Mm -hmm. with me to build relationships, but um, someone just to kind of help be my right-hand person and take some of my ideas and start implementing them as well that I don't have time to. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. And (laughs) you mentioned you already have, it sounded like you mentioned you already have an assistant. So is that just a part-time person that you want to? Yeah. Yeah. She Uh, can only, she's got little kids, so she can do any virtual things that I need. And she did come help with the gala, but she can't necessarily do things in person or full-time. So. Okay. Yeah. So you were looking for someone else. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) That's really cool, though. I mean, like, again, just to reflect on your journey to have spent, did you say like seven years that you were charging $150? And then in really just a short amount of time to discovering the SVE model to flip that and now be talking about having an assistant because you're so busy. I mean, that is really a remarkable transformation. And I know sometimes three years feels like a long time when we're like in business, but it really isn't. It's a really short amount of time. It's in, it's incredible. Like I'm just blown away. Like this is everything I've ever dreamed of. Like honestly, like this whole business and business model I get to create. I get to build relationships and connect with people and lift them up. Um, it just all just fills my heart and makes me so excited. And I feel like, um, photographing people, like taking their portrait and really like helping them to see themselves. Um, see them myself again, or even for the first time, helps give them permission to go light up the world. And that just, oh, 
I love it so much. And that's something I could never do before when I was shoot and burn, honestly, because you go meet someone, you photograph them for maybe like an hour, and then you're just sending them digitals and you're not creating those relationships like you can with this model. And that's what was missing for me, honestly. I mean, not just, you know, making some money and feeling what I was doing was valuable to someone, but um, for all of those other reasons as well. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, I know that that's what I love, (laughs) (laughs) what I do too. So it's just so incredible that like, that with Sue, she's built this amazing community where so many photographers are able to empower women and make them feel beautiful and that we're all able to make really good livings at it as well is like one of my favorite things about being an SB. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And I've got three little kids, like, you know, having a business like this is something that should be like, I don't know. It's not your norm. (laughs) (laughs) Become something that can like support you in all of your dreams and goals and your kids' dreams and goals. And uh, yeah, seriously amazing. That's awesome. And I know it sounded like your husband's really supportive. And I was just wondering, like, I know some people have even retired their husbands with their portrait studios. Is that something that you guys ever talk about? Is your husband pretty so committed to his career? Like, how are you balancing that family part of your life? You know, he is pretty serious about what he's doing, too, and multi-talented as well. So he totally supports me and I do my best to support him and his pursuits. But I don't know that either of us would ever... Um, kind of like let go of what we're each doing. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> we're so That's excited awesome. about what we're. Doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Emily, I wanted to bring it back a little bit. Um, you said Facebook ads weren't didn't work for you, and you were going off of word of mouth. Uh, mm-hmm. one of the things that you did say is that you were on um the news and you talked about your your campaign and your. Uh, gala that was going on how did that go about um how did you get on the news <laughs> did you reach out to them did they reach out to you did they you hear know about it? <laughs> so I had a friend that said I should be writing press releases and um I was super busy as you know trying to finish up the project um and one of my other friends said you need to hire Miss Sarah Um, is an event planner, another friend of mine. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go hire an event planner, which I highly recommend you guys if you can do that. Um, Because she just saved my life between her and my assistant. Um, But she had a contact in the news because she'd gone on like last year. And so she sent the project information to the to this contact and she immediately wrote back and was like, we have to have her on. And she emailed me and we set a date and all happened within just a few hours. So it was through a, you know, a friend's contact, but it is something um, I feel like other people could do if you're able to write press releases and to contact different news outlets and um, blogs and things to get coverage. I highly, highly recommend it. Yeah, that's so smart. And like, honestly, I see a lot of people just in local, like on Facebook and stuff, they'll sometimes ask like, who has this contact? Who has that? And I'm always like, wow, that's so like bold and like ballsy to like ask like, (laughs) who has that contact? But then it's like, no, I mean, how else are you going to find out like who has that contact? Exactly. How's it going, say? No, I was going to say the saying is uh, closed mouths don't get fed, right? So you better <laughs> Amen, you better Kevin. Ask. Amen. That's what I'm learning. Like you have to ask for what you want and be brave too. Like I say yes to any opportunity I get now. I went on my first, you know, live interview podcast like a month ago. The news thing, I always get so nervous before, but it went really well. Like being on with you guys is a scary thing for a lot of people, but it's so worth it. Like, so just say yes and like, take those breaths and be brave. And it's so, I don't know, it's empowering for me too. Well, don't be scared with us. We don't buy it. (laughs) You guys are nasty Um, with easy. (laughs) I'm I'm noticing Amber's back. So Amber, did you have another question for Emily? I do. I have two quick questions. Um, Emily, is the event planner that you hired, was that included in your $6,000 cost? Um, yeah, she gave me a really good deal because she's a friend 
and it was my first event with her. But yeah, she didn't charge me. Amazing. I was so grateful for. <laughs> um, and the wait list that um, people have gone on when you've reached the capacity for your first campaign, are you then going to repeat the same campaign with those people on the wait list? Like, again, do a show and et cetera, et cetera? Or? Um, I think so. I'll definitely tweak some things, but yeah, I'll, I'll probably make this an annual thing. And I actually may even open up and do a men's 40 over mm. 40 at the same time. So it might stretch it to like a year and a half. Um, But then someone suggested, which I'll tell you guys, to do events back to back. So I do the women's one night and the men's another night and use the same decor and everything else. And I thought that was a great idea. So that's really smart. (laughs) My last question is, what would you do differently going into this campaign? I know you mentioned that you didn't charge enough for it, but was that really the only thing that you'd do differently? That's a whole can of worms, Amber. (laughs) 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 Yes, definitely. I would charge more. And the other thing that really um, kind of held me up was I didn't get their stories soon enough in a consistent way. So I'd kind of interview them when I did their consultation um, and a little bit like during their shoot and maybe even during the reveal, but nothing that was actually like fully recorded or written down well. And so we spent, you know, the last, couple weeks getting ready for the gallery, getting everyone's story again, which I ended up having them do a questionnaire on like um, Google Docs. I don't know. There's like a Google questionnaire thing you can send out. Mm -hmm. Um, So everyone would kind of write that out. And my assistant had to call a few people to actually interview them by phone. But so what I would change is I would make sure I have their interview at some point during their um, client process, you know, sometime between the consultation and the reveal, figure out what works the best and either have it filmed or recorded and put it like directly, get it written up, put it directly into my magazine, all of that. That's so helpful. Um, So Kate, welcome back. I would love for you to ask your question. I've I've broken the seal now. I'm going to be like chatting to you. <laughs> Ask away. My boyfriend, my boyfriend's out of town for the night, and I've been on my own for like two days. <laughs> <laughs> but um, with regards to the package again, do you change backdrops? I mean, is your system in place that you're very easy? You can maneuver the client around a big room, or are you? Are you stipulating there's just one background and any more is, I don't know, I'm just asking like how many backgrounds do you, canvases do you change throughout the session? You're good. So I literally treat um, each of the 40 over 40 sessions just like a normal session. Mm. Um, And so I change backdrops with every outfit, um, if at all possible, and kind of create a shoot around them and how they want to be photographed. So there's probably, you know, it could be easier to just stipulate you only get a couple outfit choices and a couple backgrounds and just kind of try to make sure you're capturing um, who they are in your images. But for me, I really like um, the variety of having my flow posing and my different backdrops depend on their outfits and the feel of who they are and what they're trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing. (laughs) I feel like... um, so I'm going to turn 49 next month and I feel like I'm going to spend 49 to 50 doing 40 over 40 and then on uh, my yes. Thursday, I'm going to launch 50 over 50. Kate, I do it! it. <laughs> I feel like I'm ready. I feel I'm very, I'm almost ready, but I just need to get the nuances of how it's, you know, it's all, as I said before, it's just kind of the pennies just dropped that yeah. you know, it's not just something that you do. It's kind of like a launching pad and it's the perfect time to do it. Exactly. And, and don't be afraid of just going because you'll figure stuff out as you go if you need to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love the idea. Like I'm in the Jewish community as well. And I love the fact that they'll probably do a nice little story on me in the Jewish, you know, in the oh. Jewish chronicle kind of thing, because I've got such a good... Back uh, uh, backing with them, and you know, I, I've been working in in the community for ten years, so they know me, and they would they would love to kind of do a spotlight on that because I think it's all very relevant and current, and you know, yes. diverse. You know, and it's uh, important. It's important to tell yeah. these stories and to yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. awesome. The, the road to fifty is very, very, 
you know, prominent at the moment as well for all of us, all my friends, and we're all very aware of what's happening in our lives. So. Yes, exactly. Awesome. Cool. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Kate. Kate. Emily, I had a question that actually popped up in my mind when you were talking to Kate, which was, um, I know in your first $1,000 sales story, you talk about setting up the whole reveal wall. But in this 40 over 40 campaign, I was just wondering, are you doing a reveal wall? Were you doing digital reveals? How are you same day? How are you doing it with this project? It was a whole mishmash, actually. <laughs> Changed so, from shoot to shoot. <laughs> exactly. And it kind of depended on the person, too. Oh, my goodness. It was This has been like a whirlwind of a year. So when I was only doing like a few a month, I definitely still did my reveal wall. And then it kind of shifted and this may be my favorite approach I think where I would only edit about 12 images like 9 to 12 images and I would do mm-hmm. a mini reveal wall and then I would show the rest on my iPad and I use um shoot proof to kind of compare images and things that way yeah um not shoot proof uh oh proof share there we go <laughs> um so that was that led to like, I had a couple of $5,000 sales doing it that way. Um, do you think that's because you were showing ultimately more images yeah, or why do you yeah. think? And they okay. had more options and something else that was cool that I would do is I would actually put together rooms like with um, wall art on the walls of some of their images to show oh. them an example of what they could do at their home, right? So that yeah, I love that. my cells and helped me sell wall art when I would show examples, um, which is easy to do on the iPad. Um, and then as I got closer to the end, like I said, like I have about eight more bills that I need to actually finish up where I was just sending them like raw galleries of like all the images. It was so, it was kind of crazy. Blinks included, you know, and letting them kind of pick that 40 over 40 image with the knowing that we would sit down and actually go through and have a reveal with them after the gallery okay. was done. So, so the, yeah. Yeah. The online gallery wasn't like, that was it. It was just like, a, we, we have this event coming up. We got yeah, exactly. pick something and then we'll do it for real. <laughs> later. Yeah. And I did do like a handful of zoom reveals as well that were mostly raw images. Um, usually showing around 100 to 150 um, just for people that had traveled further or something. So not a lot of same-day reveals. Um, I did a couple, but usually about two weeks later is when we do them. Okay. And even if it's two weeks later, it still might be the majority are unretouched, but it's exactly Exactly. Just to give them some space and build excitement. And maybe I can retouch at least a few or at least, you know, get rid of all the like, not great ones. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Love that. Something you said in there kind of was a little bit of a light bulb to me. It's like you had said, obviously, 40, the 40 over 40 is more targeted towards (laughs) women and photography in general. The, The idea of a 40 over 40 for men, I think, is like, for me, it was like light bulb, like, oh, yeah. my God, why didn't I ever think about that? Right. You know, um, one thing from a male's perspective, you know, it's it said tar- uh, market towards women. Women are the ones that purchase, you know, uh, products and uh, images. But as a man, I look at it and the way I was uh, interested in Sue's uh, way of, of doing business, I was like, Wow. This person is really talking to pretty much the person's soul. And yes. for me, I was like, I want to feel, I want, you know, <laughs> I also feel like society sometimes ignores me. You know, I want to yeah. feel, I want to feel what Sue is creating, you know, what she's doing with her client. So a 40 over 40 for, for men, that's, that's brilliant in my opinion. Oh, I, I love that, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. I don't think of it that way. You know, like I'm over here, like still kind of wrapping my mind around a 40 over 40 for men. Cause I have that story in my head that like, well, men don't really enjoy coming to the photo shoot. And why would they want all these pictures? That's like my story that I have in my head. So I love to hear both of you enlightening me. <laughs> to get <us> the time. <laughs> well, for me, I think if it's, if the marketing is targeted, for for women the, and the tool dresses and the glamour and everything, 
as a guy, I could see, okay, I'm not as interested in that. But if you're telling me I can look like somebody in the GQ magazine, oh, heck oh my yeah. God. You know, I got, <laughs> you know, I have a cigar, I have the, the suit <laughs> with the open right? chest, a little, you know, little, little chest hair going on there. You know? Oh, heck yes. That, that to me is appealing. <laughs> I can look like one of those guys, you know. Exactly. Because men should be able to feel like that too, just like you said. And they should have a platform to be able to tell their stories and their messages that they are wanting to share with the world. I mean, that's one reason I started it is to help foster more of a community that social media doesn't necessarily have because we're not so vulnerable with those stories or messages, you know? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I think I the whole that. story aspect of, of, you know, what you can learn from these people, I'm mm-hmm. sure that I can guarantee that men over 40 – have some good advice, some good stories that they can share with the world, you know? Yes, yes, yes. Amen. And it's needed. Like, let's do this. (laughs) I'm excited to see your campaign, Kevin. (laughs) It's at some point, at some point. Well, I mean, you know, like I, it doesn't have to be a 40 over 40. And I think people get roped into that idea that it has to be that. Like Sue says, like, it's the faces campaign. It can be anything that resonates with you. You know, I've got a, Mm. I've got a couple other series that I have ideas for that I want to do campaigns for. Um, I have another friend that's going to start a campaign about um, mothers who have miscarried, you know, and I kind of, yeah. So it can be anything. It doesn't have to be just a certain uh, group or a certain um, gender, you know, anything that you want. It could probably even be pets. Like it could be, you know, your fur baby campaign. (laughs) I love that idea. Babies and me. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. But I feel like the campaigns almost give people permission to do something for themselves, you know, that they wouldn't otherwise do. And especially Mm. if you're coming at it from a place of heart and passion, they're going to want to be a part of that. I do agree. I did. um, I did am in the middle of the COVID kind of put mine on pause, but my 50 over 50 campaign. And I noticed that I got you know, inquiries and bookings from people who had inquired before and never booked or were my networking groups and, you know, would say things like, oh, your pictures are so pretty. One day, that's not for me right now. What would I do with it? And then the minute I just called it a 50 over 50 campaign, they were like, oh, I want to be part of a movement. But I was like, this is literally what I was pitching you. Exactly. Um, you know, all this time that I've known you, it's literally the same exact thing. I'm just calling it a 50 over 50 campaign, but sure, come on, you know, like, right. I obviously didn't say that out loud, but that was like the tape running in my head. I mean, obviously, like you said, it's a little bit of a better price point too, but they still like those women still bought my top packages. So it obviously wasn't the money. It was just the permission of like exactly doing it, I guess. (laughs) Not feeling vain or something. Well, Emily, it's been a pleasure having you on. We are getting close to the hour mark and I wanted to be sure to hit your socials and where people can find you. Oh, perfect. I'm on social, like Instagram is Emily Pearl Photography. And that's my website as well. EmilyPearlPhotography.com my email, my Facebook, um, keep it really easy. Pearl's my middle name. So I went with that. So <laughs> that's okay. That's Taylor's my middle name. So <laughs> oh, middle that name makes sense. Sense. <laughs> I have no middle name, so I can't really give you anything there. What is this? Kevin? You have no your, middle your name. name is great. No, no middle <laughs> name. I come from a Hispanic background and my mother had a super long name and she was all like, yeah, I'm not going to do that to my kids. <laughs> oh, okay. So I was going to say, I would think that if you come from a Hispanic background, you would have like exactly, two names. Exactly. No, no, no. <laughs> After writing like four names, my mom was like, no, I'm not doing that for my kids. So, that's, that's basically it. Uh, so, I love it. <laughs> all right. For everyone out there, if you have any questions for Emily, uh, you can always ask her over at the Sue Bryce Education Facebook group. Uh, if you're not a member, remember you can always become one at SueBriceEducation.com. And if you have any questions, you can always reach out to support team uh, at the website uh, by emailing them directly at support at SueBriceEducation.com. I am your host, Kevin Conde, joined today by the magnificent Ashley Taylor. And thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks so much. much. 
Thanks again for listening today. And don't forget, you can listen to either me or our special guests every Friday on Clubhouse at 11 a.m. Pacific. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-day startup challenge plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs. I mean, truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com. 